Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. We're live. And we're live. And we're live. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. My usual co-host, Hannah, is away at the moment, so I have been joined by my sister and one of our contributors, Sophie. Hello. <laughs> Um, and we're going to be talking about a topic that we haven't really addressed on Cheek yet, but it's very important. Um, the Israel versus Palestine, what do you even call it? Maybe you can say the situation. The situation. Israel and Palestine. Yes, the current landscape. So, okay. So when we were talking about covering this topic, we had a, a FaceTime about it. We did. If you recall. Um, it was yesterday, so I do. <laughs> you do, okay. <laughs> Um, and we talked about the, and you were kind of a bit hesitant to cover the topic. Yeah. Why? Um, I think that a lot of people are very excited to insert their own opinions and, um, you know, their feelings and views on it. When Are you just talking about regular people or like politicians, celebs, people with big Instagram followings? Or both? Um, probably all. Oh, not so much politicians because I see it as their job yeah. to comment on, like, especially political mm -hmm. issues. Um, but my friends and people on social media, okay. especially. Yeah. Um, when, as far as I know, none of those people have been to Israel or been to Palestine mm -hmm. and, like, really understand what's happening. A lot of them aren't really that educated in political studies or land okay. rights mm -hmm. law or international relations law or yeah <laughs> i think it's just another case where i think like you know it's another normal person shoving their voice in so it's a kind of bandwagon do you think that it it seems like you because we talk a lot about on cheek we talk a lot about bandwagoning and the danger of just jumping on a cause but it seems like you're saying it's a bit different to that and it's like they're having their own opinion that's just not based on it's not just like i'm just sharing this from this source that i trust it's like this is my personal opinion and you're kind of like why do you have an opinion yeah that and definitely also bandwagoning i have seen various posts um from people who i don't know personally mm -hmm. social media peeps yeah <laughs> who have like shared something like vehemently in support of palestine mm -hmm. and then later on say like try to backtrack a little bit because of all of the rise in um anti-semitic hate crimes that are happening around the world yeah like as backlash to this issue okay and then saying like oh but it's no excuse for hatred and bigotry okay <laughs> right right yes i've actually seen a lot of people on social media come out and say like um so many people are telling are asking me to comment on this issue like social media mm. so, like influences people are asking me to comment on it and i haven't yet because i am not educated on the issue or they say um so many people have asked me to comment on it i just what well, i just i wish that there was peace kind of thing oh, yeah. um, all i want is world peace yeah <laughs> world peace <laughs> stan <laughs> um but i think so i, I guess i mean Mm, I don't want to take the blame off them because they did use their platform to um, obviously post something that they perhaps weren't educated in. But I think that also it comes probably from pressure from their followers to make a stance. 
But has it actually, or is it like one of those cases where influencers <laughs> are like, <laughs> everyone's asking about what skinny tea I drink. So I just thought I'd do this sponsored Instagram to show you. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. If there's like one person, because on, on an issue like that, I guess you could feel quite attacked when they're like, you're not speaking. Because I'm sure someone, I'm sure they use very strong language and they're like, you're not speaking on this. Why do you hate? Yeah, that's blah. very true. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, well, there you go. There's a well-rounded argument from all sides. Um, <laughs> so I guess the question, obviously the question of our podcast today is like, is, should you have an opinion? Um, and when I was, so I haven't really, I didn't really know very much about the whole situation until the last couple of weeks, like the most recent, cause it's been going on for decades, 56 years, apparently. Um, and my sources, I'll put all in the description. Mostly they're from podcasts. And I think that this time from there's a, so there's a guy in America who is like the expert in polling and America has been an ally to Israel for a long time. And Joe Biden is apparently personal friends with the prime minister of Israel. So Mm. they're in contact, um, a lot apparently, uh, for personal reasons and obviously for democratic reasons and the polling, the expert of polling, who's been polling for 40 years, I'll put the, the sources in the, um, description said that for the first time, there's more of a shift towards American citizen support for Palestine. And Mm. he said that that is, he believes that's because, um, and according to the data, millennials and gen Z are supporting Palestine over Israel, whereas people older than that are supporting Israel over Palestine. So this, he said, has, he said it has something to do with the BLM movement Mm. being kind of um, front and center at the moment. And he also said, because millennials apparently in America, there's only 40%, um, sorry, they're 60% white and 40%, um, other ethnicities and Gen Z is 50, 50. And he said that that's why he believes that there is a push towards support for Palestine, particularly with young people. I don't know about the diversity stats for Australian millennials, millennials and Gen Z, but I've definitely found that most young people I interact with are supporting Palestine. Is that what you found as well? Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Also, interesting factoid mm-hmm. in the census and stuff, um, Australia kind of makes a point of not asking people what ethnicity do you identify as? Really? So you can't just Google what percentage of Australia is Caucasian. So we don't not have those stats. Yeah. They, Why do they make that point? I don't know what it means, but it's never like in recent census questions, it's never been a question that it asks if you identify as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, but, um, and you can say yes or no, but so that's, that's all. only, those are only stats that we have on a large scale. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Just as an interesting, interesting factoid. <laughs> that's bizarre, particularly because we're supposed to be like. I mean, I have my reservations about being a multicultural country because if we don't support, anyway, this is not the podcast for that. Um, <laughs> but it's weird that we have the brand of being a multicultural country, but no one's even looked to get the stats. I guess you can look at it from the other a, side. Yeah, a more like holistic nationalist view of like everyone's an Australian so it doesn't matter yeah except that the behaviors aren't aligned yeah exactly (laughs) um anyway anyway, back to 
have I noticed that young people <laughs> support Palestine? I think definitely yes. Okay. Um, and I also think that it's a bit of a David and Goliath type of situation. Yeah. Is that people um, are supporting Palestine because they are like the little guy. Mm. Um, if you look at the deaths, so many more Palestinians have died than Israelis. The Israel government has a giant machine thing. Oh, the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome. Mm. It's called the Iron Dome. And it blasts. It like I don't know what it looks like, but I imagine it like a big dome. Yeah, me too. And it's like covering, it covers people from blasts. Yeah, so it protects mm. the citizens from blasts. Yeah, I don't um, know if it is literally an iron dome. No, but that's what it's called. Yeah. But mm. it like repels the <laughs> You just the told rockets. me that when I told you what it's called. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> when you were like, this thing, I don't know, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I said it's called a rocket dome. That's close. <laughs> it's a dome that gets the rockets away. Mm. Anyway, so that was very scientific. <laughs> but the point is, Israel has the resources to protect this, more resources to protect their citizens, and Palest- Palestinians are dying at a faster rate. Yeah, definitely. And also I read... I don't know. I wish I could say I'd link all my sources, but I feel like a lot of this stuff, I have no idea where I picked it up from. Yeah. Well, I guess Um, then take it with a grain of salt. Yes, exactly. Please do. That um, a lot of the Palestinian rockets are like handmade and they're quite crude. Mm -hmm. And then thinking of that compared to like the nuclear international grade weapons that Israel has. Yeah. Well, Israel has one of the most sophisticated military services. Yeah. Um, And that you can actually read that on wiki. If you um, Wikipedia Hamas, they talk in there about how their lots of their rockets are handmade. Yeah. Another thing which is interesting is that not not every country classifies Hamas as a terrorist organization. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I just thought it was overall accepted that Hamas was a terrorist organization. Not according to Australia. Oh. So the US, among other countries, classify it as a terrorist organization. Australia. Um, New Zealand and a couple of other countries classify only its military arm as a terrorist organization. And there are, again, more countries that don't classify it at all. Oh, okay. So I think that's an interesting point to make. So it is hard because these classifications, like as the public, we're kind of in the dark because we're like, who, why, how? Does someone make the decision that something's a terrorist organization or not? Yeah. Um, and it's also like, just because I'm Australian, does that mean I can't, I'm not allowed to call it a terrorist organization? Not really, because yeah. we can kind of say whatever we like. But I think that is worth noting. Um, and just for if you're not quite sure, Hamas is, well, you tell me what, you, what you've read, what Hamas is. Um, I have read that it is the militant organization that is pretty much like, quote unquote, in charge of Gaza. And I've read that it is a group that's kind of leading the movement to get Palestine out from under Israel. Yeah. So again, like it's so, and this is another perhaps reason why people should not talk about it and not insert their opinions is because depending on where you read your information, you get a totally different read on the situation. Yeah, exactly. We get back to the ever-present point of media bias. (laughs) And also, yeah, media bias, but also, like, who actually knows? Like, who's over there? Mm -hmm. Um, I heard, because the US, um, 
like has kind of inserted itself, but in a very quiet way. Like that's what everyone is saying about, again, this is just a people's opinion, are saying, oh, Biden's government is not being very loud on this. They kind of want to like move on from it ASAP. Mm. They haven't even got people over there right now. Yeah. Like they haven't, I think they sent an envoy, whatever that is. I don't really know. A group. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, they sent people over there, but there's no US Democrats there um, at the moment. Yeah. So, but then Biden was the one who called for a ceasefire or suggested a ceasefire and it happened. It was actually Egypt that facilitated the ceasefire, wasn't it? See, again, (laughs) who (laughs) Who knows? knows? Who actually knows? Like anything could really be happening. Like that clip that went around of that big building exploding, Mm. that the Israeli government, a spokesperson for the prime minister released this video on Twitter and said, um... Gaza has just blown up this building and where civilians work and live. And it turned out that the clip was like from 2016 and it wasn't even in Israel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you that's hear about scary. that? No, and I see, didn't. that's from the, from the Israeli government, mm, yeah. like on Twitter, like it's, you know, you wouldn't, you don't, not necessarily going in looking to poke holes in that. Mm. Because we know, especially as Westerners, we know that there's things happening. We know that um, there's, like, you know, blasts on both sides. It's something that could happen. So if we see it, we're like, oh, well, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, definitely. Only to find out. And the Australian reported on it. Mm. Also, as Australian people, I think we are a people who are, like, quick to trust our own government, even though we criticise and everything, (laughs) we may not agree with them. Yeah. But our, like, the way that our country is, like, bottom line, we still know that we can pretty much, most of the time, like, trust what our government says is... Factual. Factual, yeah. Yeah. Based in fact, at Mm -hmm. least. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I think maybe some of that we would just see, like, Benjamin Netanyahu has tweeted whatever so yeah. we're like oh okay like yeah. the representative for that country has said that yeah exactly yeah. like even though we don't you know our government is um like questionable in many ways we like we're not known to have a corrupt government mm. that we're not one of those countries that's like well you don't really they just say whatever they like and there's no because we kind of we have an empowered public so yeah. if the if the prime minister gets up and flat out lies, that's something that's easy to prove that it's a lie. The public and the media are going to be like, you lied. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's easier and we're safe to... to say that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they can't really get away with it. Honestly, in a lot of situations, I feel like I am in my head trying to like not take a side. Mm-hmm. So when I've been discussing this, this issue with other people, I have maybe come across as like having my own bias towards Israel Mm -hmm. because I am trying to think like, but like, we don't know facts from anyone. Yeah. And as well, like if you look at the, like, not so much, oh, well, I guess root cause it's a, it's a land rights issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Israel is occupying area that is outside of true Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, international law has said that you can't like occupy, occupying land and is illegal Yeah. to like, and saying that it's yours because you're occupying it through warfare is illegal. Mm -hmm. So this is based on your own research that you've done specifically into land rights law. Well, that's on, that's just on Google. Yeah. But I mean, like if we're saying that people shouldn't just like blab their opinions because they are kind of like going with the wind. 
but now I'm saying my opinion. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're if you're you're not giving an uneducated opinion right now. Yeah, I guess so. You're saying the facts. Yeah, the, the fact is. Yeah. The but again, like we don't. Well, what is recognised internationally is that you can't occupy land through warfare mm-hmm. and say that it's yours. Yeah. That's illegal under UN law. Yes. Um, but also. Our, our government has done things that are illegal under international law before. Exactly, exactly. And so when you think more into, um, like, how this is a land rights struggle, you can see both sides of the situation. Like, mm-hmm. Israel has said, or oh, well, their statement is, we're occupying this land because in past wars, the um, Israel-Arab War, the Five Days War, all the other like wars that have happened in this area. Mm-hmm. Israel has said we f- feel threatened and we think they would genocide our people mm-hmm. if like if this war like if those troops came in to Israel, true Israel. Okay. So we're occupying this extra land because we feel unsafe and we feel like we can't like and that that's how it has to be. Mm-hmm. So like our country can survive. Mm-hmm. So they see it like I don't know, I guess like border force kind of thing, except yeah. they're occupying land illegally. But yeah. then um, on the other side, Palestine says they're occupying our land illegally. That's why we're at war with them. Yeah. So, you know, you can, I think that people are making it a very black and white issue and pulling up the stats of like, and like what you said earlier, comparing, well, this many Palestinian people have died, but only a few hundred mm. um, Israeli people have died. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, sometimes people are saying like, "Well, that's that. It's it is a David and Goliath situation. Yeah, they're bullying and mm-hmm. you know they're um, terrorizing a poorer country." When you can see it from both sides, especially considering the history of Jewish people. Yes, and also I think that um, like my David and Goliath point is just my opinion based on what I've seen people gravitate towards and the mm. kind of the messaging I've seen on social media. But I don't know, that's not actually, like, when you have a David and Goliath situation, the little guy isn't necessarily right all the time. Like, you know, for example, um, you know those small dogs that have, like, a small dog syndrome? (laughs) Yeah. Like, fighting a big dog. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in those situations, a lot of the time the small dog instigates the fight. Mm. Um, And I don't want to belittle the war at all. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that, the little guy, because they have more less power, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. Mm. But I wonder if that is a contributor to people gravitating towards supporting Palestine. Yeah. It's but it's not actually based on anything, mm, necessarily. It's just, like, kind of human nature empathy, like, the way that we are yeah. wired most yeah, exactly. of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other thing is people are saying, and so I've seen this a lot on TikTok, and um, it's quite... Um, like upsetting content of Israelis kind of, it's like a mini vlog and they are kind of vlogging their day and how many times they have to run into their bomb shelter. Cause mm. most, uh, well, I don't really know actually, cause I'm only basing on, t- on TikTok, but it seems that a lot of Israelis have bomb shelters underneath their yeah. homes or their apartments. So you can see they, you know, take videos of them just like doing whatever in their homes and then having to run into the bomb shelter. And then the creator will be like, this happened three times tonight or something like that because the the sirens go off and then you have to kind of run for for shelter in Israel. And then the comments section is like out of control because people then bring in their 
um, you know, all of their opinions and their political opinions. And they're like, well, at least you have a bomb shelter. Palestinians don't have anywhere to hide, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so people on both sides and then, you know, it kind of turns into a, a big mess. And from my perspective, and I know some comments that I've read have said this, but from my perspective, it's like, well, when you're talking about civilians, it's very unfortunate that people on both sides are either being threatened or killed or like living in fear. That's that's awful on both yeah. sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is actually, and then this is what a lot of people will say, it's the Israeli government that needs to stop. Yeah. Because again, they have a sophisticated government. They don't have, they have much more power than um, Hamas has. Um, a lot of people are calling for Hamas to stop because the like messaging we're reading is that Israel is retaliating and that's what the US government is saying like the US government has said that Israel has a right to protect itself Mm. um, which I don't really know enough to speak on that whether they have a right to protect themselves or not I'm sure they do Um, but then I guess there's another David and Goliath question as to should a retaliation be killing more people than the attack yeah but then is that that's how you win a war is it not yeah exactly exactly and everyone's right when they say i just want everyone to be at peace yeah (laughs) because it's true no one likes war but isn't that toxic positivity i don't know (laughs) i think it is a bit um it's and it's really like kind of nullifying this very 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 complex issue yeah um but yeah and, and i certainly agree and then I feel like if I'm talking to someone and taking this opinion of, I'm trying not to be biased and I'm trying to think of it, you know, the context from both sides. Yeah. Um, people would say, well, this is not people. This is one person <laughs> has said, yeah, but Israel has a fascist government. Yeah. And the same as what you said, like, mm-hmm. well, how, you know, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. It's Israel's government is the problem. And I think that that is an argument that's been picked up a lot. And honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm really qualified to speak on it, to be honest. Um, but that is why this issue has really, even though they have been at war for 56 years, for decades um, on both sides, that's why this issue has kind of come into the mainstream now in made international news, because there are so many other movements going on in a lot of other countries, particularly Western countries that kind of link into this, like BLM Mm. movement. Stop Um, Asian hate. Exactly. And then we've got like, we've still, I mean, in Australia, we've got a lot of talk around um, gender-based violence and um, Indigenous rights, Indigenous deaths in custody. So it really links into a lot of issues that people are feeling all over the world. And also a lot of countries have um, like issues that a lot of people care about with Indigenous land rights. Yes, exactly. Mm. And so, so do you think that it's, what we're seeing is kind of similar to our Indigenous land rights struggle in Australia? Um, this might be a hot take, <laughs> but I don't think it's comparable. Okay. Because, um, and this I've also seen thrown a lot around everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people saying, yeah, well, let's acknowledge that Israel are colonists. Mm-hmm. But um, if you well, actually no, this isn't even religious this is true to history mm-hmm. there have been jewish people in that area for thousands of years in around jerusalem okay that's like been confirmed thousands so, of years what about before that i don't know okay <laughs> i don't know about before that yeah but um 
Also, this is coming from my um, year 11 and 12 ancient history knowledge. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, I, as I understand, there is hard evidence that Jewish people have been around Jerusalem for 2,000 years. Okay. Or, well, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't think that we can say it's a colonization issue and it's people coming in and kicking out the indigenous owners of the land. Okay. Because I don't know mm-hmm. if it is mm-hmm. um first of all and so i don't think it's similar to like first nations land rights issues that we have in australia mm-hmm. what do you think about it being a land rights issue or do you think that it is like an indigenous land rights issue i don't know i don't know enough about it mm. but i can see why people are connecting to that to the issue I can see why people who have been involved in or know a lot about Indigenous land land rights issues in Australia are connecting to the issue that's happening in the Middle East. Yeah, definitely. And at the end of the day, I think that's what it's about, is like how people, because like, especially on the left, where you know, known to be driven by emotion Mm. and by issues that we can connect with. Um, And it's, you know, a lot of the reason why someone who is um you know has experienced any kind of marginalization is much more open to hearing and understanding people who have experienced other maybe worse marginalization um and that's why i think that the you know the left um young people progressives are on the side of palestine like kind of as a default Mm. i mean i don't really want to speak on you know I'm definitely not here to say that's wrong because I um, am on the side of Palestine, Mm. um, which might be surprising based on everything that I've said, (laughs) um, because I do feel that it's important to take a stance. Like that's for me personally. Um, But I do understand that the issue is very complicated. Uh, And also there are lots of elements of it that I don't understand and I'm not going to pretend to understand. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to say whether it's a colonization issue or not. I wouldn't speak on that. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to speak on whether it's the same as indigenous land rights issues. Um, But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but nothing. That is also another way for people, the people can identify with Palestinian people because the um, Israeli government is pretty right wing. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I heard this on ABC radio, but I haven't done reading to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that there hasn't been an election in Palestine for 15 years. So a lot of young people, that's why people are protesting or rallying mm-hmm. because people feel like it's the only way that they can have a say in their politics. Yeah, And then you know, um, that's being shut down by, um, you know, a country there essentially at war with. I'm not one for violence. I'm not a supporter of violence, but, and I started thinking about this more seriously when I watched the Suffragettes movie, which is really old. It was released in 2015. It's the one with, um, uh, Helena Bonham Carter Mm. about the Suffragettes. Have you seen it? No. But it has like the, the Suffragettes, um, like, throwing things through windows and stuff like that, like, um, you know, acts of violence to get the attention of the government. Yeah. And I don't know, the last couple of years, I think I've really kind of like shied away from those kinds of demonstrations because I'm just Mm. like, 
oh, that's just, that's really not the way to get it done. But, you know, but that's a lot of the time because I think, well, in where I live in Brisbane, Australia, that's not the way to get it done. Like that's, but it's a very different landscape and I don't think we should apply, you know, our society and our societal rules and how we operate in a democratic society with the struggle that's going on in Palestine because Mm. you can't, you know, we have the right to protest. We have the right to like, not, not exactly free speech, but we can, you know, speak openly. We can critique our government. The media critiques our government sometimes gets sued for defamation, but they have a right to be critical of the government and, um, of laws and you know there are at the moment there are rallies like twice a week in Brisbane like yeah. mm-hmm. about one issue or another um, which we both know about because we kind of run in political circles but, mm. but probably a lot of people don't know about that but there are demonstrations rallies protests being ha- happening all the time here and we have the right to do that and that's like a privilege yeah um, but in somewhere like Palestine, you can't do that really. Mm -hmm. Like you can't have a peaceful protest. You can't hold a rally. I don't know too much about it, but I'm sure you can't openly critique the Israeli government without being in danger. Mm. And Hamas, like, you know, launching these homemade rockets um, and, you know, making, like holding demonstrations of violence is kind of probably the, in their mind, the only way to get the attention that they need from the i would say i would suggest or think or it's my opinion that (laughs) um they are possibly trying to get some attention from the from internationals yeah Mm. um like i don't actually think a lot of the time it's not really i mean war is not even about killing bodies yeah it's about something else Mm. and that's the and unfortunately at the moment civilians are paying the price in their life which i don't think is right at all but i think that that is probably what they are attempting to do and they have they've gotten you know a lot of attention from international media um and people are stepping in like joe biden um and the i'm saying joe biden but i mean the government um, it's just that he has the personal relationship. So I don't, yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit complicated because we can't really look at it through the lens of our society. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you're exactly right. Like here in Australia, we have the options of how we think we can impact change Yeah, and we can kind of, um, not rely, but we do have faith in more um, of the systems that are set up, like to for like people to have a say. Like for instance, um, parliamentary petitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot, a lot of cases that the government doesn't care, yeah. <laughs> but in you know we have the option to like first do those things mm-hmm. that are like maybe cause less harm, less harm to property or people or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. less um like peaceful active. and like in quote civilized measures yeah exactly exactly but i also understand that even here like people have differing opinions on what is the best way to get things done yeah yeah it even just depends on like your personal politics and like your personal views of change and effective change on like whether you think that the best way to go about it is like um for a very for a local issue like the Deben Creek um, First Nations land rights issue, mm-hmm. like First Nations people have been occupying that land for months now, and um, 
there are developers who have like got a development approved there mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to start building because those people are occupying that land. Yeah. So that it's effective. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, I, and to draw back to what we said before, I understand why people are like um, identifying the issue and like drawing their own lines mm-hmm. to like maybe more local issues that they understand more about Yeah, because you can think things like that. Like, well, in this case, like occupying the land was successful, but it's like the traditional owners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you can maybe think of like, it would be like a colonizer occupying the land because mm-hmm. that, that's what a lot of people are seeing, like Israel expanding their territories by their own, announcement <laughs> as that colonizers colonizers occupying land that's not theirs yeah um and that kind of i don't i don't want to um i think this is a bit of a long bow to well maybe not um but like that's kind of where white saviorism is born i mm. think i think that's at the root because i don't really know and again like i'm not qualified to say whether or not joe biden and his administration's interference is white saviory mm. i think i'm sure a lot of people would i don't really know you can have your own opinion on that but i think that's kind of where it comes from is like people trying i mean i th- i honestly think and this might be a hot take that a lot of white savory people probably are um have a good intention mm. um but i guess that opens up the question as to like does intention matter when you're causing harm mm. Um, but they kind of apply the methods that they can use in their, you know, white Western countries that have a democratic political system and then try to apply them in countries that are not, that don't have that infrastructure set up. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Like you can't, like Palestine can't just write a letter to their MP or whoever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hello, can you please stop bombing us? Thanks so much. Yeah, exactly. They can't Um, just have a rally outside of their equivalent of Parliament House. No, well, they would probably die. Mm. (sighs) So anyway, in conclusion. (laughs) Um, Also, I think, I I don't know if this is a hot take, but I don't think it's white saviory. I think it's more like we're making our presence known. Mm-hmm. It's like America getting involved in the Vietnam war or the yeah. Iraq war. Um, like why, what, you know, how, what has this got to do with you? A lot of people say that they shouldn't have gotten involved in those oh, wars. I don't think that they should have gotten involved oh, in those wars, but I don't think they were being white saviory. I don't think they were coming in and being like, we can rescue these <laughs> poor people. Okay, <laughs> I think they were coming in because they were like, we want everyone to know that you can't have a war without us getting involved right? because we will be involved in everything in the entire planet. (laughs) And it's the same as like, um, uh, the British used to be occupying Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Not, not occupying, but they were there Mm -hmm. and they're present. Yeah, exactly. Always watching. Their military was present and they were like setting up like, border controls and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's another case where like well what has this got to do with you why are you here yeah (laughs) yeah and i think and yeah i honestly i don't view it as white saviorism i see it as um the uk and the us just yeah flexing on the power that they have yeah right so it's like oh you want to you don't want to go to war with us so if you don't Mm. want that then stop what you're doing right now yeah it's like a threat yeah it's like when the principal comes and stands in the back of your classroom yeah and it's just like oh no don't mind me just watching just watching i'm just here yeah yeah i kind of agree remind you that i can 
get rid of any of you, <laughs> teachers included. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Another thing I wanted to flag while I'm on here, from the like bit of reading that I've done, I understand that it is like quite a socio-political question among like writers or whatever mm -hmm. that um, when does criticism of the Israeli government turn into anti-Semitism? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that has been really on my mind throughout mm -hmm. this whole issue. And yeah. then you think of, um, yeah, the anti-Semitic hate crimes that happen around the world mm -hmm. to like Jewish people who don't live in Israel and have nothing to do with the situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's something for everyone to think on when we see that the media is portraying it as a rich country bullying a poorer country and yeah. occupying their land and telling mm -hmm. them what to do. Yeah. Um, I don't agree that that stuff is right, but I think that a lot of the history of, um, how this has gone about, mm -hmm is rooted in anti-Semitism. And also I think we can't forget that Palestine and other neighboring countries didn't even want Israel to be established and they didn't want Jewish refugees to be coming in. And they, and like that, I don't know if it is now, but um, back in the, when was Israel established? Was it the thirties? I don't know. Yeah. Was like those neighboring countries saying, essentially we don't want them here. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. I think it's funny that I was like, people shouldn't have an opinion on this unless <laughs> they've been there. And now I have shared all of my whole opinions. But my opinion is I'm trying to um, also consider everything. things that you've everything. had an opinion on are things that you specifically researched. Yeah. And I'm trying to also, um, I think, examine the biases that when back in 2013 or 14, I think, mm -hmm. when, again, this um, issue was in the news. The and news. Yeah, a family member described it to me um, from the perspective of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to examine that bias. But, yeah, I think that my opinion is that I am trying to not have an opinion. Yeah. Well, that's the opposite of, like, I first learned about it through the lens of seeing lots of people support Palestine. Mm. So I think that's an important thing to note as well. Yeah. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>